This podcast is part of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. To learn more, visit listenfrederick.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 91 of Beers in the Lot. It's playoff time again, so that's what was on our minds this week. Talked a lot about the matchups in the East and the West, particularly Toronto and Tampa. And then we got into some of the firings across the league, including Barry Trotz and Pierre McGuire. So let's get to it. Here we go. Any what you finish and what are you about to pour? <laughs> So I'm finishing a high lie by uh, Cigar City Brewing. Nice. And I am pouring a Haze Double IPA by Treehouse Brewing Company. Very nice. Yeah. Haze. I saw a uh, a different can that I'm used to seeing from Aaron. So what are you drinking tonight, Aaron? I have from Great Lakes Brewing Company a lemon hefeweizen. It's good. Hmm. It's good. That's your speed. Yeah. Right on yeah. right on par for me. Yeah, that's on brand. Yep. On brand. What you got, Riggs? I went with a Labatt's Blue Light tonight. Going with the import. Yeah. Imported <laughs> beer. <laughs> he was held up in traffic, uh, so he figured, you know, he said those red lights. Wait, wait where'd you get the lights? <laughs> The lights? Yeah, where'd you get them? PA. Uh, I I always get them from PA. So, but yeah, just watching hockey. So drinking the blue lights. And Jonathan Walker has a whiskey. I'm sure. Yeah, travel. He's on the road. Travel. Uh, <laughs> I have a Maker's Mark. So is that actually, a Dixie cup? Is, that's a lot. La- yeah, this is like a little. <laughs> like one of the hotel. <laughs> As somebody who's in hotels a lot, I do not drink hotel coffee. Not that I'm like a snob, but I just, I can't do it. Like it, like diner coffee and that stuff, all in on that. I have no problem. But like hotel coffee, it's just, no thanks. I've, no. So I just use the cups for like whiskey or other stuff. I don't, I don't use it for coffee. So. Well, you're not like, you're not supposed to use the coffee makers that are in your room. I've never used because one, period. they never, ever, 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 ever clean them. Mm-hmm. Pre-COVID or post-COVID, and they didn't do it anyway. It doesn't matter. You're both. Right. <laughs> yeah. And you don't know what people are putting in those. So never, <laughs> ever use the coffee machine that's in your hotel room. Riggs, we've shared some hotel rooms, but I want to <laughs> ask, what hotel are you going to where you- they're putting other shit in the, in the little, the little you don't machines. Know. Is it meth? You don't know what's. You don't know yeah. what's been in there. They could have been fucking meth in there. Who, you don't know. Good point. I mean, good point. I mean, I, especially some of the hotels we've been to. Yeah, Brando and I'll be in one this weekend. I don't know. Mm-hmm. My RV plans yeah, got shot down. Well, because you waited till the last minute, guy. Yeah, We're, him and I, him and I, kind of, we weren't, we were on it. We were I not, mean, we were not as on it's it gonna as we be, been. It's going to be a super nice weekend in Hershey, so you know the park's going to be full. If they win tonight, they'll still be in the playoffs. 
And then there's a hockey tournament, Hockey Fights MS, that three of the four of us are playing in that's in town. There's a lot of shit going on in Hershey. Yeah. Actually, they played a night against they played a night against Wilkesburg game three, right? Yeah, that's what I said. If nope. they win tonight, they're still in. So Yeah. How often does Hershey and Wilkesburg play in the playoffs? I feel like it's like every single year. AHL tries to do it so it minimizes travel. So for them, oh, that makes sense. It's usually yeah. pretty early. I think their next opponent, whoever wins Hershey or Wilkesbury, I think they play Bridgeport. I think. Hmm. I'm almost certain of that. I think everything else is set. But screw talking about the AHL, even though I like it. Riggs, <laughs> what's going on in these NHL playoffs? People running wild in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> People are wild. I don't. I don't know about that. Like this- it's. It seems kind of normal to me. I don't know. It. The East is really tight. I like that. That's cool. Um, it's very tight. Yeah. It's it. It kind of follows along with what we were saying the whole time that those eight teams that were going to get in were so close that the matchup sucked. It didn't matter who you were. You know, if you were if you were one of the bottom four, you were going to end up having to play, you know, New York, Carolina, or Florida, or whoever, and and even Tampa now, right? Because they're giving Toronto a hard time. Mm-hmm. But like the East is so close, it's so hard to tell like what's going to happen. So I don't know. It's it's exciting. I can't get a read on any of the teams. Like I really can't. Like we were we were kind of talking about like. We kind of made, you know, this pipe dream of like, because the caps are technically in the Atlantic bracket, pens are in the Metro because of where they finish. Like, it almost feels like this is five or like nine years ago where those two teams seem to be doing their job to move on to the next round early. Now, granted, as we record this, pens are up 3 1, caps are going into overtime as we speak, correct? Yeah, they're going into OT. So they're going into OT. If they win, that's in game three, four. One. In game four. So if they win, they're going up. Yep. Stranglehold against the Cats, which is... None of us saw that happening. None of us, none of us saw yeah. that. But even still, even if, even, if they, even if they go back to Florida 2-2, like, yeah. as, as the number eight seed against the, you know, the number one team in the league coming out of the regular season, like, that's... It's still a great place to be. Well, the series is... Much closer than anybody, uh, even I thought. Like, I Florida's you know, not putting pucks in the net, they do not look like the same team. Uh, they're out shooting the Washington like 20 something to 11 or whatever right now. Like, I didn't, I didn't look at the at the end of the third, I didn't look at the shot counter, but uh, at like coming out of the second intermission, they were out shooting them, uh, close to 20 to like 11. Yeah. So they are out shooting them. They've both teams have gotten power play chances. Both penalty kills have been really good tonight. I think Washington's like one for five on power play right now, but Florida's still over. So the the real difference, which we've also talked about before, both on on here, sort of online, and then also, you know, in the Discord, is the special teams is is coming up huge. Um not just game. in that series, every single series. Every it's every series. It's and frightening. Because in the East, it's so close that, you know, 5v5 is almost a wash. Um, the numbers are, they might trend 
different ways depending on which teams you're looking at. But 5v5 is basically a wash right now. And games are being won and lost on special teams. It's kind of cool. In the Preds Ab series, that game on Saturday, wow. they were four for six. But, but think about it, they <laughs> were four for six on the power play. <laughs> so if you're Nashville, if you just like clean that up a little bit, not only are you in the series, some of those games may have shifted. It doesn't matter though, because it, it at, may at, not at, yeah, at, but at even strength, they are getting absolutely pummeled. So it it doesn't matter. Like it, there. I think I saw, the Preds, though, they're doing their job. They they're making <laughs> it, even though the scores don't reflect it. Like they're putting in the effort. Like Abs are just. I unfortunately, saw, they are just leaps and bounds better than that team. I saw some gambling analysis uh, that somebody was doing for that series, with it being three zero. Even if Nashville wins, uh, game four and stays alive. They would only have at best a three percent chance of coming back in that series. <laughs> so not, so not like wow. my, not like, not like my bold prediction today with the Amanda Kessel Instagram post. I said it. Well, I said it. This that, I don't know if that's a, that's not really a bold prediction. I don't. I don't think that's for those. I, I think for those who aren't I think aware, she is the best Kessel. Yeah, I don't understand Amanda Kessel. I mean, yeah, but she also had the WWE Championship on her on her waist yeah. like that and i just made the comment best castle bet the mortgage and the 401k on the pens like <laughs> it? it was like bet the mortgage and the 401k and sure enough bang bang but uh but yeah i'm just kind of like it it feels so weird and then it, like the leaf series like danny kind of made mention like i i can't get a read on these teams because they play well one game and then the next game the other team just murders them yeah yeah i don't know it's like like kind of shocked you a little bit yeah they're taking turns they're flipping a coin in the hallway or something is there anything that shocked you in any of the other series or in general one thing that really shocked me was uh just turning on the highlights uh this morning and seeing that uh la and oilers la they shut them out is that five nothing four nothing (laughs) four (laughs) carnage you know, I'm I'm kind of I should be used to the Oilers like shit in the bed by now, but you got to think that they would be turning it around soon and going into it, I'm like LA, like how did they kind of get there kind of thing? And just seeing <laughs> them like the few games that they've won, I mean, they've won it handedly. Well, LA got there because Vegas couldn't win a game down the stretch. Well, <laughs> like, <you> realistically, <laughs> realistically, like it, and the other thing too, oh, like Jack they kinda, effect. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> too soon. Rumor, rumor has it he's trying to get back to Buffalo. Um, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Why? Because the fans actually cheer now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, but no, like L.A. I I do appreciate the fact they're just kind of like they're gritty. They're playing kind of like I mean I hate saying it like junkyard dogs a little bit and underdogs. Yeah. Todd McClellan's a damn good coach. I mean, he had a, had a massively good track record with every team he's been with, except for the Oilers. Except for the now, Oilers. Except for the Oilers. But the more and more I think about it, <laughs> think about it though, like, is that an abnormality? Like, what's it makes me kind of question even more, like, what goes on in that locker room? Like, like I, I chuckle and we like joke about it, but it's kind of like, what is going on, guys? <laughs> like, I don't. 
I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. Same thing that's going on with the Leafs. Yeah, <laughs> too, and, too much, too yeah, much, too much money tied up with too few players. Well, the that, thing that killed me last night too with that Leaf game, it was like clearly out of hand. It was already done. Soup got pulled. I feel for that dude because like he wears his emotions on his sleeve. He's a very respectful guy, and he had some comment about how him and Sheldon Keith were talking, and he's like. I want to pull you, you know, get you ready for the next game, blah, blah, blah. And he's kind of like, I wanted to be in there and battle, but I'm respectful of the coach's decision. Like, that's a not only a humble answer, but it makes me like him more. But anyway, later in the game, game's still out of reach, even though it finished like, what was it, 3-6 or 3-7, something like that. Like, it was closer, but whatever. Brain Point was like smacking somebody because they were getting in Vasilevsky gr- grilled. Like, where, I mean, and I'm not saying Matthews and all those guys do that, but like, Wayne Simmons came out of the lineup so Spezza can come in. I uh, like Spezza, uh, but like Wayne, yeah. Wayne's not doing that. Uh-uh. Wayne don't care. No. He's going after those clowns. And that, like anybody. That, that was the thing when I was watching the game. I was like, where's Wayne Simmons? Because <laughs> the way that Tampa was starting to just bully them around and stuff, they needed that guy. They needed Wayne Simmons to stand up. And say, you know what, this is this isn't going to happen. And without him in the lineup, they don't have anybody that does that. Well, so, that's, a, that's a wrong move. That's a wrong move right there. And then and it, yeah. John Cooper, John Cooper, who I think I think he's a genius head coach in hockey, let alone the NHL. He hard matched Hedman and Chernak against Matthews, and the goals dried up. So Keefe, for whatever reason, has decided that he is not going to go away from Marner Matthews. He's not going to go away from Tavares Nylander. He's got to do something. He's got to, he has to change something. And I'm sure, you know, when we, when we see the lineups tomorrow night, it'll be different or whatever, you know, this is Monday night, but he didn't even change in the game when they were going down so many goals. So what is going on with the Leafs? I don't well, it's understand. Even just to get that spark, even for next game. Like you see that in the playoffs too. Like guys right. will change stuff up. They'll start mucking it up. They'll do something to kind of make, put a seed of doubt. Even if it's like, we know we're going, you know, two, two back home. But like, this is so on the flight, flight up there. You guys are thinking about this. Your coaches are working on this, this, and this intentionally. Right. That's the reason you do it. You change looks up, you mess with them, you say nonsense. Like you, you do something to kind of just be a jerk. Like kind of <laughs> stick it like seriously, you stick a thorn in their side. Also, too, while we're on this topic of being a jerk, all these people are getting upset that the Pittsburgh fans are chanting Igor. Have they never been to a sporting event? Oh I'm my just God. curious. Who's like, upset about here? This? Who's, yeah, upset who's upset about that? All the New York Rangers fans and stuff, they're like, they're oh, chanting his name. Like, what about them? Chanting Crosby sucks. Like it's like, the same yeah, fucking have thing. You, I'm yeah, like, have you guys ever fine. been to a game? That's ridiculous. They do that to the. They do that at the Garden last time I checked. I mean, I, I'm sure they do it at every <laughs> other New York sporting event. I mean, the rats right. even chime in too. Like it's just you know it's rampant up there. But like you know, it's like I just get so like the dude also waved like bye to all the Pittsburgh fans when he came down and shut yeah, them out. Right? And in the regular mm-hmm. season, yes. The New York Rangers pummeled the Pens, and it's 3-1. A lot could still happen and whatever. But if you're going to hang your hat on, 
they're chanting his name. That is so <laughs> wrong. Why? Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, the best is when they started Gorgiev for the third period, the Pittsburgh Penguins fans chanted, we want Igor. Because there is a lot of flack. I will say this. Like, there's a lot of flack that PPG sounds like a morgue compared to the old Civic Arena. There's no juice. It's too business. Like, you want... You know, we need some iron workers in there, like Ray and the boys. <laughs> Seriously, like Pet it kids. should not. It should, yeah, it should not be a pleasant place in playoffs to go play. It should not. So you're saying uh, they should throw their car keys? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, do not throw things on the ice. Yeah, don't do throw things on the ice, please. That's in Philly. That's the eastern side of the states. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised the Florida fans aren't throwing the the, the rats. toy rats. Yeah. <laughs> they gotta win. You gotta they win do to need do to win. You well, win. I, I thought I I thought I saw something uh at the beginning of the series. There was one stuck up in the in the in netting, the maybe. Netting oh, nice. or something. So th- somebody's throwing them. Right. Because oh, yeah, that's the other thing. The last time they kind of did that, safety netting wasn't there. Yeah. Because that, yes. that, that was the that was the Abs Panthers Cup, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, was in net. Yeah, yeah. Yuri Krupp Patrick scored the game winning goal, dog. Second German ice hockey fame. Adam Foot. It's pronounced Wah. <laughs> wah. Fopa. Fopa. Yeah, yeah. Let's, Fopa. All those but, guys, man. Natushkin. Let's let's go back to uh, coaches real quick though, because <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, yes. I'm going there. <laughs> so, so when so when Sheldon Keefe gets fired, Barry Trotz could be a candidate. Uh huh. <laughs> he could also be a candidate for Philadelphia. He could also be uh, a candidate in Vegas. He could be a candidate for any any of the 32 teams right now. Honestly, <laughs> well, 31. A strong candidate to go home to Manitoba and be with the Jets. So, yeah. anyway, Barry Trotz got fired today. Yeah, yeah. and the and the interesting thing <laughs> for is, whatever reason. So, so I did, I did, I did some digging on my end, which I I love doing that because it's my favorite thing. Uh, so there are coaches out there that like I'm sure they're either not making the playoffs, they may be first round exits. They're probably sweating a little bit because Barry Trotz has a great track record and it's he's a coach. Unfortunately, like there's a few others in the NHL where if he got canned. There are other owners that are canning their coaches tomorrow so they can hire him. Yeah. Now <laughs> he's a great coach. He is. Yeah. He's so Jack Adams winner. Here's the so other little. He, he needs to leave the fucking thing. Metro though. Here's the tricky yeah, thing. Get yeah, get out, out of the Metro. <laughs> yeah. Get out of the Metro. Go somewhere else. So the other thing that's interesting, Boost Boudreaux has not yet signed a contract in Vancouver at all. He's not signed there. Barry Trotz and Boost Boudreaux share the same agent. Oh. So I, I would not be shocked if you are a team like the Islanders and Matt Barzell had the lowest offensive output he has ever had. That includes his rookie year when he had 80-some points. His lowest offensive output this year. And if you're like Lou... You got to make the playoffs. You got to be, you, you do have some players on that team that are offensively inclined. The agent could technically kind of work both ways. I think 
but he would also have the inside track knowing is Vancouver a possibility. I think Here's too. so is you're saying hot take? you're saying that Gabby could go to the aisle. To the aisle? I think that team currently suits him best. If you need to make the playoffs, if you need to jump in. So here's the problem. Where, where it looks like. Here's the problem. Why was Lou Lamarillo in Toronto? Because the thought was that Toronto, with the young guns coming up, needed to be more defensive that was and a so, thought right and when when they went through the whole transition thing and they started to bring Dubas up from the Marlies that organization had a plan like Shanahan coming in had a plan you know we're we're going to become this uh, like offense first we're you know possession first but the best defense is is good offense and possession of the puck Lamarillo was there in the beginning to kind of get things started, but it was it was a very like defensive side of hockey. He went to the he went to the Islanders and hired Barry Trotz because it's the same philosophy, right? Boudreau is not that way at all. He is not defense first. He's not play from you know your blue paint out. He is. I want the puck. I'm not giving it away until I score. Like. That is his deal, and that is not Lamarillo's style at all. I don't think that works there. It's not, but I, I don't know. There's something there because he had player meetings last week, and then all of a sudden after the player meetings, he comes out today, and the only little nugget he dropped is, "I think the team needs a new voice." I think that, you're on. I think you're onto something there with the Barzell angle, like maybe. Barzell was bitching and complaining because he felt like he was hamstrung by, you know, Barry Trotz style and system or whatever. That is all speculation. That is all non-insider. Correct. Opinion. We are not insider. And I also have another thing. <laughs> a little nugget with that. Think about it. And but think about it. Huge Here's the stretch. other thing. And I, I wouldn't be shocked if Matt Barzell does not want to be there because Lou in the offseason, I understand it was cap reasons, whatever you want to call it. He traded away Devon Taves. That dude is playing with Kale frickin' McCarr and yeah. riding shotgun. But Devon Taves is bombing rockets in. That guy's good. And they got I, I <sighs> and they re-signed Leo Karmoroff and then had to freaking throw him in a all, like a cap conundrum. Here's, but all, like it's needs, oh, all, all you need to know is nuts. all you need to know is a screenshot I put on Discord today, and that is the yeah, yeah. Zekas <laughs> contract line from Cap Friendly. Yep. <laughs> he is signed through 2027 or some crazy Two and a half like mil a year. Oh. Every year. Every God. year. Until 2027 for a fourth liner. Overrated fourth liner. Like, oh, That's he hits insane. he hits a lot of people. I could give a so? shit. So? Yeah. I could give a shit. Uh, you you have you have that contract, you're getting paid can't that even money. Face off ridiculous. You you need to <laughs> you need to be putting up like middle six numbers like uh whatever anyway <laughs> lou is the problem and now it's like like everybody's focused on him now right like every all the like hockey media twitter and everything is like oh lou this lou that and so now it's it's his ass if it doesn't work out for them if they don't get yeah. back to the playoffs next year it's his ass. It's on him. Yeah. At, yeah. His ass is in the jackpot. Because if you if you look at Barry Trotz's record there, right? 
this this was the only year of his of that contract that he signed where they didn't make the playoffs. They went to the conference finals twice in a row. Like, and the year before, he very, won the Jack Adams. And right, also in very tough situations, like, like weird, weird years. <laughs> Say whatever yeah. you want about the COVID stuff. That yes. mentally is so tough. So the fact he was able to squeeze every ounce out of that team. Out of that, twice in a row. They, out of, that's not lost, a fluke. And no one, you know, we say the, the uh, played in two conference finals. They lost one nothing in game seven last year to yes. Tampa. Yes. One freaking nothing. They, they were, were a bounce one, away. They were one shot away. Cup yes. Against Montreal freaking all. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, what, was the, what was the tweet you posted today, Riggs? <laughs> Which one? I was posting a lot of shit talk for Lou Lamarillo. <laughs> Which one? What was it? The one about the restaurant? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's from yeah. that's from Active Stick. Uh, I think it's at at Oakleafs uh, on Twitter. Who's by a great account by and Florida wins, and it's it's a great uh, a, a great Twitter account by the way. Uh, he he put up there like. Um, Lou Lamarillo getting rid of Barry Trotz is like a restaurant owner uh, stocking the kitchen with uh, two hams <laughs> and like four <laughs> bottles of ketchup and then firing, firing the chef because the food sucks. <laughs> Actually, that's, oh, that's, that's pretty, pretty I, I messed, on point. I messed that's that accurate. up complete. I messed up the exact quote on it, but it's no, that's, definitely... That's about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other the other thing I'm kind of curious about trots too is, and I I put this in the Discord. Mitch Corn is currently the director of goaltending for the New York Islanders. I have no idea what his contract entails or his commitment or longevity because for the last couple of years with trots he was just taking one year sweetheart deals just doing that constantly because I don't, he never lived in that team. I don't know where he normally is. He would travel here and there. Um, I know that position offered a little more stability and he would have his like hands and everything, which if you're an organization like that, that's an insanely smart move. And goaltending was not the issue for the Islanders. So I'm curious to see a, if Mitch Korn stays B, if Mitch Korn leaves, and his assistant Lambert, he's going to get hired this offseason. He'll take the Islanders' job, or he'll go somewhere else. Corn and Lambert and Trotz all kind of go together, and they have for a while. It'd be Detroit. Uh, like, Lane Lambert's Barry Trotz's uh, PK dude. Like that's that's <laughs> that's what he does. Yeah, he does penalty kill stuff. Like yeah, and special teams. Like so. Well, the one thing know. I saw something on uh, the coach's site. It's a great like. They do like off-season conferences and stuff, a lot of NHL, USA hockey. They had this really, it it was funny. I'm thinking of it now, but last week I saw this clip of Barry Trotz talking about how you talk about leaders. And the interesting thing was when I clicked it, I thought he was talking about players. He was actually talking about your coaching staff. You lead, but you also bring along your assistant coaches and your video coaches because you want them to essentially take your job, not like today or tomorrow, obviously, but you want to bring them along. You want to help those assistant coaches become head coaches and your video guys to become assistant, et cetera. So I thought that was interesting. And Lane Lambert, he was in, in the Anaheim hiring, didn't end up getting it. 
I'm curious to see where he gets hired. And a lot of people like have him in Detroit because he was roomies with the Iserman back in the day. Yeah. Mm. And he and he's been around for a billion years, kind of like bonus almost to some extent with Dallas. You know, I mean, I know he was with um John Cooper for a few years and then he got let go and then they unfortunately won the cup because they had Jeff Halpern, you know, local DMV <laughs> product as the assistant, not Rick Bonus, but but then Rick Bonus, goofy enough, like ends up, you know, getting a chance with the stars. And then he goes to a cup. They they lost against John Cooper and Co. And then Dallas somehow is in the freaking playoffs again. They can't score a goal all the regular <laughs> season and win freaking games. And the worst thing is, my girlfriend, like, she like teased me about it. She's like, Oh, Dallas will win. I'm like, why? Like a few years ago, right when they started making runs. She's like, why? She's like, I like green. It's my favorite color. I think they'll beat them. I'm like, like they don't score any, go- any goals. You're insane. I like green. And like, sure enough, and sure enough, finally, like when Tampa beat him, I was like, see, you got to score goals. And then she said, she said the same thing. She's like, oh, they'll beat, they'll beat that team. Like referring to Calgary. I was like, they don't score any goals. Four two final. I'm like, what yeah, but green is better is than red. Run? So obviously, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, sheesh. But. But yeah, Dallas is a team that can. I don't know how. I I have no clue how. Ottinger looks pretty damn good. I don't know why they signed 17 goalies. But yeah, he's playing well. <laughs> yeah, Holpe, Kadobin, Bishop, and Ottinger. Two of those goalies. Well, Holpe and Kadobin will be gone. Bishop retired. So like, I, yeah, they're going to be a mess. Oh, no. Coaching, it's going to be all over the board in the next coming weeks. I... There's no way in hell like there are teams that do have coaches in place. Like you mentioned Vegas, Eric, that could be a very real possibility. Yeah. A very real possibility. Yeah. Because especially if you're a team, I hate saying it, that like suffers a lot of fluke injuries like Vegas does. One way you could shore that up pretty darn quick, you get really tight in your own defensive zone. That's right. And it wasn't goaltending that let them down. I think they, you know, they know they know they can score goals, right? Like they know they have the lineup to score goals. They just need to, they just need to be able to like tighten up so that they don't need goaltenders to win games for them. Yeah, he'll probably end up in Toronto. (laughs) Keefe will. Keith will get fired after they get bounced here by Tampa Bay. And, <laughs> and that'll they're be probably going to hire. They're going to probably hire some old uh, GM. They're like, we're getting yeah. rid of this young guy too. This will be Dubas's last sort of big move. You know, he'll fire Keith he'll bring Brayer Trotz in and <laughs> they'll make it to a second round. And then they'll have trouble like the next year and then that'll be Dubas's time. Hey, uh, <laughs> he's Jonah Hill playing Moneyball. See, here's, here's the other thing too. Here, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this today, actually in a funny way. It's two, two heading back to Toronto. So all is not that bad as we're making it sound. But the funny thing is like after game one, the Toronto fans we're fucking winning the cup. It's ours. We're going 16 right, and 0. Yeah. They lost game two. Fire everybody. This is dude, horrible. Dude, they, lo- they live oh, and die. Live like, even, and die. Even the media, like it's all it's all over socials today. That, oh, I know. The, that one reporter got into it with Steve Keith Simmons about yeah. Justin Hall. And like <laughs> they 
lose their minds e- both ways. Both ways. If, Could you if imagine? They win, it's like the the best thing in the world. Like it's like winning a million dollars. If they lose, it's like somebody kicked their dog and like took their house from them and like it's just the worst thing in so the can, world can you imagine if we had like press conferences after beer league games and oh, it would be like our team oh, that would be great team, so imagine our team captain imagine our team captain up on the podium and steve simmons asking why did you have your worst defenseman on the ice <laughs> who's up, our worst defenseman up by, up by a goal. i don't think he's our worst i don't think he's our worst defenseman like just and that's after he, and that's after when keith, matthews had keith, covid keith gave him the yeah. keith gave him the uh big lebowski line well that's just like your opinion man I know, exactly, <laughs> it was <exactly>. great <laughs> and then and then that's like a few few well like now almost two years removed from when Matthews answered the question like early last year, like, Hey Steve, I don't really want to answer your question, but I'm going to do it. Cause I don't appreciate you reporting my health, you know, when he got COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he goes, I really didn't appreciate it. And then like Steve Simmons, like, uh, Oh, thanks. Yeah. And then he, <laughs> and then apparently like Matthews never took any questions from Steve Simmons. So, like I will say this in a year that journalists, especially hockey wise, we've gotten hammered by asking some really important questions. Steve Simmons is asking non-important questions and getting great answers. So kudos to him. I'll give him that. Like I won't I won't go into like some of the deeper questions some of the media journalists have asked this year. Like I don't want to talk about those instances, obviously, but like that's more kind of the, the hockey journalism I want to focus on, especially with the playoffs. That that's a shit I don't want to hear. <laughs> or also too, like what is the uh AHL starting goaltender eating in between overtime one and overtime two. Right. That's, yeah, that's the stuff I want to hear. Do you want to hear from uh, somebody who just got fired as VP of Hockey Ops from Ottawa? Because oh, he doesn't yeah. have a job anymore. So, is the, oh, we is totally it, forgot that. Is it the glowworm? The yeah. glowworm. Oh, uh, not. He's not. V, he wasn't VP of Hockey Ops. Whatever it was. He was uh, vice president of player development. Player development. Yeah. So, yes, Pierre Pierre McGuire got fired from Ottawa today as well. So he is now in the job market, and hopefully ESPN has all their analyst roles filled. So <laughs> I don't. Did they already have an in, like in between the bench guy? They have. I, I hope so. Bench guys, actually, speaking <laughs> of ESPN, though, I have all right. So I I said this on our private Discord, and Eric can chime in. Messier and Chelios, for as much good as they've done on ice, Chelios and Messier in studio giving analysis is a bland spaghetti dinner. I have no desire to hear that. Period. Butter noodles. Soup. Yeah. Butter PK noodles. Yep. Yeah. Kindergarten, <laughs> kindergarten cheese pizza. Get out of here. <laughs> PK Subban. I like his personality. The guy's got charisma. Subtract what he does on the ice, slew footing people. I make a joke, tongue in cheek. <laughs> that guy does spectacular work out in the community. He is a great guy. Eric said point blank, he's built an awesome brand for himself, and he's insanely marketable. That's the type of guy we want in studio. In the benches, they had Ray Ferraro tonight in the Pens game. Ray Ferraro is second to none, in my opinion. Brian Boucher is not bad. Mm-hmm. Brian Boucher is not bad. The other night they had Bryce Salvador. I don't want to hear about how his team was up three to one in a series 
and lost a game. I know that, Bryce Salvador. You were not that great of an NHL player, and I have nothing wrong with you jumping in the analysis booth or color. The whole reason I like Ray Ferraro, he says enough. He adds yes. to the broadcast in a positive way. He mm-hmm. doesn't overtalk. He lets stuff happen. That's what I want. I don't, I don't need this other stuff. And Ray Ferraro is an interesting blend because he is, he is one of the older hockey players, but he is an interesting blend because he's got that old school kind of game in his repertoire, 400 some goal scorer. Like he's, he's a good, he's a big deal. He's a good player. He was a very good player, but yeah, he gets the player. game today too. Like he, he absolutely understands today's game and he knows how the players play it today, which is key because some of these old guys absolutely do not. We've, We've been through three major rulebook changes through Since the some of them have played. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> just by, just from that, the game is so much, it's played in a much different manner than when those two played. They yeah. were great players. I, I, Absolutely. Hated, yeah, I yeah. hated watching Messier. I, I, I didn't enjoy watching him. I thought Chelios, like growing up as a young defenseman, cause I started at D all the way up through high school and then into college and then and then got moved i got hit at wing basically but uh <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but he he was somebody that i looked up to growing up as a defenseman because ass work ethic too yeah right absolutely and, and i played until 45 yeah yeah exactly like i mean come on but and i respect the hell out of that but to have those two talking about the modern game the way that it's played today, they're so far removed from it. And they're not going to rock the boat. And I'm not saying and you got to rock the, other the boat. Thing. Just like that. That's actually my number one thing on those two. They're, they're going to be complimentary of everybody. There's, there's no if, ands, ors, or buts. And that's what aggravated me. PK Subban made an awesome point, And he just added to the broadcast, you know, in between. He goes, talking about the one offering a goal. He goes, Carter pinched up. And every defensive scheme in the entire NHL, it doesn't matter where you go, there is always a gray area if a guy pinches. It doesn't matter what happens. And he goes, when that puck goes there, there is always a grade A opportunity. And it's guys that pounce on that. And like just to add that as a current NHL player, it's like, that's great. Because it's, it's true, but if you're a casual hockey fan, it's like, man, that, that's interesting. And then I was listening to, you know, Messier and Chelios just kind of, fumbling through compliments the other night. I'm like, I don't want right. to hear that. I don't tell you, I was like, I always like listen to uh, Kevin Biesca, Biexa. Oh yeah. yeah. He's yeah. funny as hell too. Yeah. He's, he's, great. he's, he's always cool. great. Yeah. Well, a few, yeah, he was talking about it. Like this was a while back. He was talking about how like a, a one timer from Ovi to Carlson actually works well because they're both right. Handers, so the puck spins. Oh yeah, that was awesome. Correct angle, and I was like, I never even. I was like, I never even thought it. But the problem, that's insane. But here's okay. So here's the thing. But that's digging very in the minutia. I agree. Yes. No, 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 no. As American fans, right? As American fans, we get the short end of the stick, right? You have you have Bieksa and Rudy, like on Hockey Night Canada. Bottles on you a have, lot. Jen is on there. You have all yeah. you have these really, really good people. And they uh, get and hometown they, hockey. And then they have the staff working behind them that, you know, helps them out with the numbers and some of the things. But like it, that would be lost on the American audience though, unfortunately. Would it though? <laughs> 
Because so, we lost on a lot of the American audience. Hashtag grow the game, Aaron. <laughs> yes, we want to grow oh, the game. On. Absolutely. But that means that we need to, to present it in a way that people can understand it. If you're talking about the puck spinning to people who've never laced oh, up skates, it's not going to help them. It's not going to be interesting Aaron, to them. Think about this. How much time do people waste on a Sunday watching those four fucking idiots on Fox football? <laughs> right? Going yeah, over right. the minutia of plays that last three seconds and then people <laughs> stand around for a minute. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true. right. So the time is there and the attention is there. Like it, it is, but it isn't yet. Like it is for, for football because people are psychopaths. Sport. It's a dumb it's sport. A dumb sport. <laughs> but People aren't there yet for hockey. Like I I'm think that Aaron, we absolutely I'm, will get there. You know, can get there. But we're not there right now. Aaron, I'm, I am. I am a hundred percent serious. If you start, if you start doing stuff like that on a normal NHL broadcast, like you talk about PK, like if he literally just came out and did a segment of like why this player is tough to play against, little stuff, just throwing some little stuff here and there to PK, I would eat it up, and I guarantee a ton of people would too. Ray Ferraro. Uh, that is good. And Ray Ferraro is an interesting perspective, I think, in general in life, too, because his wife is an assistant general manager in Vancouver. Yeah. Like that, that is a hockey unit, is a powerhouse. Put them on a really reality TV series. That'd be nah, great. No. Ray I'm wouldn't kidding. do it. I'm kidding. Ray would totally not be into <laughs> he it. Wouldn't, no. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> no. Ray also, the funny thing is, Ray looks like the guy that just carves people behind the scenes, too. Like he's like really quiet and just kind of there. And I just picture him just throwing darts. But uh, but PK, like PK's super marketable, and I know he's a free agent, and I'm I don't know what is like yeah, no, I mean, normally he has to play hockey, yeah. so he can't be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. Does he? Hockey. Does he though? The last I mean, couple, well, not in the playoffs. No, no offense. No. Yeah, the last couple Ooh. of years. Oh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but like from a career standpoint, right now, does he actually have to play hockey? And that was my whole point with his brand. Yeah, the brand building. Like he's built this personal brand. He had like a reality show on YouTube or whatever for a little bit that was yeah. somewhat popular. Like, I mean, it. He could. He could go into this business and, and he do could very well do for both. himself. He could technically. I mean, uh, I'm not saying he could do a podcast type thing. Well, I know there. Yeah, I know but like, here's the pro. But here's the tough. problem with I that. Agree. Right? Is when, well, then when we players, get further down the charts. I know it sucks. We don't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> when players are inside, when they're still like playing, and they're that's still their job, they don't say shit. They they use all the same cliche yeah. answers. Every yep. single player does. No matter what team they're on, no matter what the situation is, if they're up or down in a series, if it's the first game of the season or the last game of the season, they all say the same fucking things because they're so afraid to say the wrong thing and screw up that part of their career. So like, if he decides, like, you know what, I don't actually have to play anymore, he could step out, go work for ESPN or whoever, and I think it would be good. He could, he could easily go in the next day after filing his retirement paperwork yeah. with the PA in the league and go like put him boom. put him on the put him on the main broadcast team you know they have like the one that does the good games right like put him on that main broadcast team put him in between <laughs> the, the Arizona benches. games yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> do they even have a between the bench area for the new arena <laughs> oh they have to legally 
at ASU. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and actually, I don't know if you saw it. So yeah, it's, it's, the, the, it's the guy who works the dump. Oh, <laughs> the, they have the they have the forty seven thousand C capacity, but apparently within that 40, no, 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 you said forty seven hundred. Forty seven hundred. Get it difference. right, sir. Farty, farty, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> How many fireballs have you had? I have a fireball. Oh, we're not on your bachelor party, bud. We're not drinking that. Uh, Get out of here. Uh, no, like I just don't like. They're gonna have a student section apparently. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah, that'll be yeah, exciting. For the, yeah, for the ASU games. Yeah, and the <laughs> tickets will be $188 probably. Jeez. That franchise what, is a mess. What student what is paying dis- that? Move <laughs> that franchise. What a disaster. How oh, How is man. the rest of the league okay with an, an equal partner franchise going into a 4,700-seat building with revenue sharing? How are so, they okay with that? How get, is the players union okay with so that? So the players union, the only recourse they had was they filed a complaint based on like the only thing the NHLPA could have done, and I know did, was file a complaint because of the uh, amenities of the arena. So like a a lot of people don't know this. There's actually technically two locker rooms for an NHL team. Yeah. One they get their gear on, and a one they change into all their you know Gucci suits and all that shit. Yeah, there's a clean room, and then the <laughs> clean room, yeah. yeah, yeah, clean room or whatever. Yeah, um, and their Uggs, whatever they were, <laughs> I don't freaking know. Um, <laughs> their Crocs, <laughs> their Crocs, yeah, man, they change <laughs> their Crocs. Um, Austin Poppy does. Um, <laughs> so they they were like, hey, we need that, we need this, and there apparently it was a pretty sub- substantial like build they had to do at ASU. Like the gym has to be X amount big. Like the shower is a bathroom. It, it, there's, you know, a recovery area, medical that's way bigger than an NCAA thing. And I, I actually think for D1 hockey, it probably isn't as regulated as it probably should is because we've heard from Brights how well, tight some of those rooms are. Well, you know, it's, not like a, they, it's not a union gig. So exactly. It, exactly. NHL's totally a union different. gig. It's just like anything else. Like, yeah, you know. it's totally different. They get their um, smoke breaks and their, you know, all this stuff. Up, up, one fifteen. I get my coke and a smoke. See you back. <laughs> all right, that'll do it for this one. If you want to figuratively come inside the glass with this podcast, you should get in Discord because that's what it's like. We've got a good little community starting up in there. There's plenty of content coming in there from us four, from some of our listeners and fans and tweets, Instagram, all kinds of stuff from around the world of hockey. Jump in and check it out. You won't be disappointed. Just like we are never disappointed with the support we get from you guys with listens and ratings and reviews and likes and follows and all that stuff. Thank you so much. One last thing. Don't forget to check beersandlot.com for anything else you might want to know about us or the podcast. So until next week, thanks again and have a good one.